What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Tonecast 100. We made it, Marco. We finally made it to 100 episodes. How does it feel? It feels good. Um, the other day you said it, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this is going to be a, a big, momentous occasion. And you know, those of you that have been along the whole journey will know just kind of the progression of it all. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. This, yeah. is a, this is a fun time. It's been, it's been a bit of a journey. I'll share a little bit of the Tonecast history, kind of a big... Big 100 celebration. We're going to talk about a couple uh, interesting gear topics coming up. This is also the first simulcast that we're going to be doing here. So if you want to see what we look like, if you've been on our Podbean or iTunes or whatever feed that, that the podcast shows up on, we're going to be on our YouTube channel as well with this, kind of doing a simulcast. So this is one of our first simulcasts. We'll, we'll do multiple ones of these in the future as well. We may not do every single episode. I haven't really decided yet because we're going to have interviews and and, and honestly, we don't really want to spend a lot of time on the technical side of things. So we want to be able to uh, just make sure we can uh, get the content out for you guys and really talk about gear in a different format, a little bit more long-term format. So those, those that are watching this, this is just a lot of talking. So if you want guitar playing and all the other stuff, you can go to the rest of our, our yeah, channel. the but other videos. <laughs> we'll, we'll have more content. But I just want to share really, before we dive into uh, some of the topics, um, I just kind of want to share about the Tonecast history. I know that we've we started in uh, 2017, I believe. So it's taken us four or five years to get to 100 episodes. Which, looking back, I'm like, man, that's not very many episodes for that many years. But we've gone through a ton of transition, not only in people but in products. Um, that was the same year that we released our guitar line again, and now we're all coming full circle. We're kind of uh, starting this transition away from guitars, uh, at least as a major focus of the business and moving into just supplier, supplying people to, to kind of focusing on the, the pickup side of the business as a whole. So that's kind of where we're at in terms of development. I, I think that uh, we probably, you know, every episode we kind of talk about this one thing, Marco, and I, I think we, we can go ahead and talk about that now before we jump into the, the, the thick of what's yeah, going on. The meat and potatoes. Yes. So, those of you that follow us and that are just good, you know, good people and like to hang out with us uh, digitally know about our pickup chooser and you were always talking about our pickup chooser. And so you can go on our website and you'll see the, the prompt there. It'll yeah. kind of lead you right to it and feel free to, you know, kind of tell us about your rig and tell us kind of what you're going for. Maybe even the symptoms that you notice in your existing guitar that you feel like, hmm, it could be this, it could be that. And then, um, you know, there's always a little spot to, you know, drop a picture and you can show off the little collection or whatever. Um, but then we'll just kind of give you our, our honest opinion as to what, you know, we could do for you and, and maybe even just some things that you could consider and even just answering some questions that you might have. That's, you know, it's just a, such a good resource, I think. And yeah, there's a lot of information out there and, you know, it's just another facet where we can kind of like kind of give back a little bit. So. Feel free to fill that out, and uh, we'll be in touch. Definitely. We'll put that in the episode notes, and as well as uh, the simulcast video notes, we'll put the link to the, the chooser below. And, we, and you mentioned, one thing you mentioned is people attaching photos. We love it when you <laughs> attach a photo. Um, some people, I think, maybe go overboard with that. They're like, here is my, my cables that I use. Here's my, my pedal board. Here's my you know, picture of my dog next to my amp. Uh, but we love the, all of it. We love seeing the different guitars that you're you're working with. Um, it takes us a while. I probably should put this disclaimer out there. It just takes a while to, to give proper response to all that. So I appreciate for those who 
have sent in the choosers, um, it does take us uh, longer than the same day that you email. It may take up to a week for us to get back to you just due to the volume of the choosers, due to the, the amount of things that we have going on at the shop at any given time. So be patient with us as we work that out. We really want to make sure we take the full time to give you a proper answer. So that's kind of why it does take a while. Um, a lot of times we'll jump on the phone with you. We will send you a long email. We'll go through an email chain that can be you know, 20 emails long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a very involved process, but it's something that we we chose to do and we, we feel like represents our brand really well in terms of um, you know just being helpful and supportive of, of this big decision of, of uh, performing surgery on your guitar. <laughs> you know, our products are not easy to to put in and to check out. So we appreciate those who are, are willing and to take the risk into the, uh, the deep waters of soldering and, yeah. and, uh, pulling all your strings off and ripping the guts out of your guitar. So that's kind of, that's kind of what happens with our product. But, uh, I want to talk about a little bit what, what's been going on in the shop the last couple of weeks. Um, I know at the beginning of the year we were like thinking, yeah, we're going to do a weekly show. And, and here we are, like, you know, maybe we've done three or four shows maximum this year. So, Marco, kind of let, let the listeners know kind of what we've been working on, some of the cool projects that we've been doing. Also, maybe we can talk about the video that we just published um, comparing the different pickups that we, we have in guitars. Yeah, well, I, I think the year has definitely been flying by, you know, and yeah, we're like, oh man, it's almost the end of March. And so a lot of the stuff in the shop has been very much in the realm of like custom shop stuff and really kind of working with a lot of interesting materials as far as like different kind of toppers and stuff that you can kind of put on the on the pickup, you know, because sometimes people want to match like a wood top or something like that. And, you know, that's all something that we can build the pickups, kind of that classic look, how you like it. But, you know, we also like to have fun with a lot of the the things that we can do. And we got a lot of fun machines in the shop and we yes. uh, <laughs> like to put them to the test. So, you know, it's a lot of stuff like that. Um, also a lot of like heavy bobbin focus and really trying to streamline the bobbin building process. I know that there's probably bigger outfits that have huge machines and stuff like that. And we're, we're trying to really claw up to that point, but you yeah. know, for the most part, it's all still, you know, kind of the caveman way of, of building <laughs> bobbins. So it's handcrafted, handcrafted. I have to say caveman. We're, we're more sophisticated Ooh. than that, but <laughs> yeah, that's been, that's been, wow. And that's been a big, um, slow process of improvement. We're in the process of buying like a customized, Islet Press right now. Very exciting. I mean, for those watching and listening, they're like, ooh, that's very cool, an Islet Press. You have no idea how excited we are about this Islet Press. Um, after pressing thousands of eyelets in, in the course of a week or two, uh, we're looking forward to something that uh, will speed up that process for us. Yeah, so. And it's literally like we are just about as excited as New Gear Day about this Islet Press, but it's not going to be here for, for a little while, but it's coming. Yeah, so it's like a, a Christmas of sorts, but and maybe that it, it'll be so cool that there will probably even be like a little short like teaser video or, or something like, you know, old school and then new school or something. But yeah. so yeah. Just definitely stay tuned. I mean, there's always a lot of fun stuff going on around here for sure. And everyone's going to be like, man, you guys got to get outside and get some fresh air because you're just <laughs> excited about this this Islet Press. But that's uh, that's just where we're at. Anytime we improve efficiency in the shop it keeps everyone free to build more pickups or to do different jobs and we're cutting you know we're cutting the labor parts in you know in in probably like you know we're gonna be like 10 times more efficient which is going to be amazing for for getting things out faster for all of these these processes so 
technology machinery has been very helpful for us just to kind of uh, kind of move things forward. Well, I, I'm, I'm ready to get into these topics. I've got two topics to talk about today. Um, these are kind of latest and greatest industry. I don't want to say greatest because they're not necessarily great. Some of these are pretty great. Great, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but these are these are new things that um, that are coming or that are, are exist in the industry right now. Some some hard things and some new some new things, new releases. So we're going to talk about a couple different things. We're going to start off with the uh, the old tube sort shortage uh, conversation. It's been. It's been a bit of a tube crisis with obviously many of the factories being in, in uh, Russia and the Russia and Ukraine conflict kind of um, creating supply chain shortages. Factories were not ex- exporting for a while. Uh, I believe as, as of this recording, things are starting to uh, move out of the country again and people are getting tubes, but there was a bit of a panic and a, a supply chain and, and uh I would even say scalping, right? Tube scalping. It's like, oh, I got to buy these tubes up and sell. Uh, so I had a conversation with uh, a guitar builder. Uh, no, amp builder. Yes. Why am I saying guitar builder? Because that's their world. Uh, I had a, guitar, had a conversation with a amp builder who definitely was um, a little upset about the the videos that were being made about the tube shortage because there was probably four or five like bigger influencers on YouTube saying, oh no, the tubes are gone, and kind of like the sensational YouTube thumbnails and, and subjects where they're you know, freaking out. And over the course of a weekend of some of these videos being released, the, the tubes were almost gone. So people saw the videos and they went and bought them all, and, and amp builders were like, what do I do? Do I need to buy them all? Do I need to? Do I need to wait? Like what? Yeah. Do yeah. You... So, oh man. So I don't know how much you followed kind of that whole tube thing i remember seeing like regular you know preamp tube that was like not very much and it was like five times as much on on ebay or reverb mm-hmm. did you kind of follow some of that like initially you know and not not so much at first you know and and it's interesting that you kind of even just talking about it now i'm like realizing the the extent of kind of the the magnitude of this of this thing and yeah it, i guess tubes were like the new toilet paper for for a little bit there and <laughs> they were um, yeah, that's that's just wild, and I'm glad that. I mean, it's kind of on the. I know that we were trying to send some sets even to like Ukraine, I think, and, and they ended up getting sent back because um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that happening, and yeah, you don't you know you don't think about that about guitar tubes, and you're like, oh wait, where are all these tubes coming from? So yeah, and we had to we did have even one customer in Russia, and this is kind of sad and frustrating, I think, in the sense of like, and, and obviously we don't want this to be a a political show and I don't think this is a necessarily political topic but it's just this is real life we had a customer in Russia who uh, wanted a set we actually got to the post office and put it in the mail and they said yeah you got a little bit of a window to get get it there USPS but um, it got shut off and I believe that the set will be coming back to us they can't get it into the country and the customers uh, MasterCard was being shut down uh, so he couldn't get a refund he basically is just wondering if he's out, out the money and out the pickups. And, um, you know, all these companies are kind of economically sanctioning Russia. And there's there's uh, well-meaning people in the country that are uh, being affected by it. And I think that's that to me is kind of like even just seeing stuff on the news, but then kind of having a real customer that was just like, man, I just want my set of pickups. And but my MasterCard is going to be frozen as of two o'clock today or whatever. It yeah. was like really kind of sad, sad email to 
So I can go, go back and forth. And so it kind of just, yeah, man, just a weird, a weird situation with that. The, that, that whole thing has kind of affected the tubes as well. But even we've looked at, um, you know, some of the in sources for some nickel and cobalt for the Alnico magnets is mined in Russia. And so is that going to affect us way down the line? You know, it's got to get mined and processed and then sent for combining it all into the Alnico, yeah. uh, the different Alnico formulas. But is that going to affect us? Um, as of now, it hasn't, but there I could see that being a trickle down as, as things escalate over there. So just dealing with like, you know, stuff that's a little bit more out of your control than than normal, like supply chains have been kind of smooth and then, then the Rona hits and then there's conflicts and um, we rely on a lot of different countries to, to kind of make things work. Um, and even if it's just like, well, the raw materials come from here, um, but that's obviously affected <laughs> in trying yeah. to get the end product, you know, to, uh, to our doorstep. And then obviously we build it into the pickup. So that's been a little crazy. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like we, we just haven't been effective affected right away, but obviously the supply chain stuff has really affected us. We're, we're waiting on different things that take a lot longer than normal. And, and, this conflict has certainly put a, a pinch on a lot of people's livelihoods and jobs. And, and I think that's hard when, when there's, you know, more things get shut off and it actually affects more people than just trying to put pressure on a country to stop, stop war, which we want, we want that, we support that. But I think that it's like, man, it, it really does affect a lot of other people. Um, so again, don't want to get too, too far in the weeds there. Um, just kind of sharing a real, a real example of how things like this trickle down and affect other people. And we're certainly not, certainly not complaining um, about our situation and not having product. I mean, at the end of the day, if we can't get product, we can't have a business, um, but we're not, uh, we're not dealing with the same kind of stuff that the people of Ukraine are yeah. dealing with and, and all that. So definitely our hearts go out to them and, and just hoping for, hoping for peace. I think that most all of us are and, and man, Hopefully that, that stuff gets resolved and, and yeah, just get, kind of gets on a, a little bit better path for sure. Yeah, and return into some kind of, you know, civil normalcy and, and stuff like that and, and maybe the stuff like the tube shortages. And, I mean, I think we need to make like a Elnico is running out forever video now, yeah. by the way, because <laughs> we'll, we'll get so many views. But, um, That's right. And then start the whole supply chain for, but no, and, and then it's just, uh, let's just, try and share everybody I guess I mean hopefully there's some builders that I mean I, I think if you're planning on like releasing something you new and you're like all right I need 50 of these 100 yeah. of these and you're like oh I guess I'm not releasing any new apps this year <laughs> um, and like kind of the first quarter of the year you would think that you would kind of start off strong to really push yourself through the rest of the year so it, you it's like you're saying even with you know this whole conflict and how it kind of ripples and affects a lot of other things, like even this small, tiny, like ripple off of the big conflict, it, you know, it touches a lot of people. And it's interesting that even the, the stuff over there and, and then, you know, it, it kind of ended up reaching us somehow, even just like one of our customers. And, and it's mm -hmm. weird to think that our stuff even gets as far out into the world as it does. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a weird... Definitely a weird situation. I kind of want to circle back to the influencer thing and, and kind of as, as people make these like sensational videos and, and I'm not knocking specifically anyone 
um, but people will make these videos and it, and this is kind of the dark side of uh, maybe the influencer thing. We, we had a, a show kind of on endorsements and influencers a ways back and kind of talked about how it can actually go, go wrong or, or it can have a negative effect on certain parts of the industry. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one of those where those videos contributed to a tube shortage that was probably already going to happen or at least be really severely um, hampered as far as like the number of tubes that were available. But it, it sort of like accelerated that into mm-hmm. uh, panic mode. You know, like you mentioned the toilet paper. That's a perfect example. It's like, well, I just need to make sure I have toilet paper. And people were buying way more than they needed for an entire year when they probably could just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just just keep it for like, you know, a month, a month supply or something like that. So I, I, I get concerned about that negative part of that as well. Um, because it does, like you said, the trickle down thing, it does affect other people, people trying to release amps or trying to fill orders and all of a sudden their costs go up, you know, 30% because there's this tube shortage and they can't buy the, the tubes they need to finish the amps and to keep it at a certain price point and all of a sudden they're losing money and the panic effect kind of like trickles down and costs them more yeah. to sell an amp, you know, and I think that that's where, that's where I just... Um, I can certainly understand the frustration and maybe the the just the the negative part of someone saying something and then how it can how it can really affect a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, and you know, we all want to be, and especially some of the, the you know the channels that are more because there's always kind of the focus, and some of them definitely are or they'll have episodes or shows where they're they're more like news centric and like here's the new stuff, here's the new releases. I mean, you want to be kind of on the cutting edge and kind of know what's going on and be tapped into the gear community and be able to inform your audience, you know? So it, it, I think it is like people trying to be good intentions, you know, or have good intentions and just inform their audience. But yeah, it, it's just wild how it can totally <laughs> ripple and cause all this, the butterfly effect or something like you never uh, know. For, for sure. But, you know, we're just hopefully uh, everybody got the tubes that they needed and hopefully we'll be able to get some more and you know share if you got some extra that's maybe right give some to your neighbor or, donate, or something donate the tubes to your buddy who well and it's i think all the digital amp guys are like i don't have to worry about a tube shortage but then they're they're worried about a chip shortage so it's all yeah it's all relative you know to the, it's just the a, modelers it's just a shortage's time i think yeah and, it really is and we've had to get all very creative and, and adaptable to to the circumstances. Yeah. Otherwise, you kind of get steamrolled a little bit. For sure, and you, and you have to. I mean, it's tricky right now because you've got to you've got to spend money ahead of time and predict what's coming. But everything costs so much more, so you're you're outlaying a lot more cash to get parts to come in, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, I wish I wouldn't have bought like 300 of these. I don't really need them right now. Um, so that's been a tricky. Tricky game, an ever-evolving game for us, for sure. Well, I want to jump into the the second half of kind of our show here, talking about Gibson's new guitar, the Theodore. What do you think? First reactions, Marco, kind of seeing this kind of popped out in the next in the last week or so. Um, kind of Ted <laughs> McCarty designed like they found some secret drawings, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, I kind of glanced over like the sort of the history of it from the fifties and. And so this guitar is out, and I'm sure all of you have seen this guitar. We'll put put a shot of it up on the screen for those watching on YouTube. Um, what do you think of this guitar? Yeah, well, 
I think it's a, I think it's kind of cute. It's a cute, cute, cute little thing. <laughs> um, it's got a cute five thousand dollar price tag, but I think they only made like, you know, they're only making like a hundred or two hundred okay. or two hundred so of a, each it's color. It's a limited release kind of. Yeah, thing. Gotcha. They've, they've got the three colors. I'm, I'm kind of partial to the wine red one, but it kind of mm. almost yeah, looks a little. It here. Like, almost looks a little like clowny to me for some reason, <laughs> but I do like the little like center stripe. I think it's walnut, maybe or mahogany. I'm, I'm not sure. It kind of. Reminds me of those like spotlight special Les Pauls that had the, the center. Oh, yeah, that's they had right. like a center stripe of, of maple up to the top. But, you know, mm-hmm. the little like ears, they kind of remind me of like a little like Jigglypuff Kirby character. <laughs> but then it also reminds me of those like Rickenbackers, those early ones that kind of look like tulips too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do remember seeing the drawing that Ted McCarty did. Um, and it did have a little bit different of a headstock, a little bit more like. Prince's guitar, maybe like okay. the I don't know, um, but I, I think the Explorer headstock is an interesting choice on it. I uh, I think it's I think it's cool. Um, I would I, I don't know. I'd have to strum it. Yeah, you, have you to know. Play it. I I don't know if I'm in the market per se for <laughs> for something of this caliber. If I, you want dual P90s, you probably want a special or a junior or. Something like that, right? I mean, just just looks wise, it's a little bit hard to overcome. Um, yeah, and I think they're just. I think there's a, a channel that I watch, and he kind of like goes up in, inside these guitars, and I think they're just kind of like regular old like P90s, and it looks like they were even the same one. They were like the same resistances. So uh, I don't know. It. I'm not trying to like knock them or anything, but you know it. It it. It could be a little more blingy, maybe I don't know, mm. but it's got its own its own look, and I think that I think the pickguard was different on Ted McCarty's drawing too. Okay. I, I kind of like that little triangle wedge kind of thing. Yeah, wedge. It looks like a doorstop, kind of like you would hold your hold your door open. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me it it's definitely unique, right? There's there's definitely a lot of interesting things with it. it I'm probably with you in terms of I I don't know that I would. I don't have gear gas when I see it. I'm not. I'm not really interested in owning one necessarily. Um, and, and I do like, you know, shocker. I do have a little bit of sympathy, like about about like tiny a tiny amount of sympathy for Gibson um, in this. And 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 that's because they can't really do anything new. And now this is technically this is not new, right? This was original drawings from a, a long time ago. And who knows? Maybe this, if this was released back then, it would have been just as popular as the Les Paul because certain people might have played it, right? So we can't we can't like think to ourselves like, oh, this would never have taken off if it was released because there are certain guitars that really really did. And so, you know, maybe it'll be like the Jazzmaster or something where it was it was pretty cool and it came out, and then there was a long stretch where it wasn't cool and then it's cool again. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it would be like that maybe, but. Um, I do have sympathy for them in the sense of they really can't design anything new without being destroyed on the internet. You know, like, oh, this is something different. So, oh, we hate it. Because they have such an iconic lineup of shapes, the 335 and the SG and the Les Paul. And and so anytime something comes out that's not one of those, Everyone destroys them. Everyone gets on, you know, gets all up in arms, and and it's you know it's kind of fun to pick on the big guy, right? It's like the the big bully Gibson or whatever. But I just think that 
um, they they do they're kind of in a no win situation developing such an iconic line of uh, of guitars and shapes and like people can't really see a Gibson that doesn't look like one of their popular designs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it, it just uh, in our in our minds we 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 want them to be innovative, but then at I think at the core we don't. You know, we're kind of like yeah. Yeah, don't innovate, but then they try and everyone's like, oh, that's terrible and. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of the thing, and I, I think, or not, you know, not to cut you off there, but um, you, if you can finish without, no, you're, you're good, you're good. But like when the new like CEO came in, and like they kind of started, it looks like they were like going back to like, well, obviously, everyone is after these like iconic shapes and feature in you know like old style, like how they were built in the '60s or whatever, and they kind of started moving back into that way. But but yeah, it it is kind of like people are. Like yes, innovate, please innovate, and then they try really hard, like <laughs> tuners that'll tune themselves, and you know, it just. I don't. It seems like maybe sometimes it's a little bit rushed, and I don't know, but it's like they got a lot of competition these days. The guitar market is like huge, and yeah. people are making some amazing stuff, and yeah, I don't know if some of it is just kind of like. Not quite all the way. I mean, with the robot tuners, at least I'm kind of talking about that specifically because <laughs> yeah, right. most people ended up kind of ripping those out that I heard of. Um, but to me, this is, and you could argue that maybe this is like technically new because the drawing on the napkin like was like different, right? That's and true. it says like inspired by. Yeah, so. Inspired by. That means we didn't take all of the suggestions, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I think part of it too is like they're really shooting for like that. Um, Okay, there's like people out there in this world that have just like tons of money to buy guitars with, but there's also a lot of people and maybe a lot more people that don't just have like a lot of money to just kind of like sink into something like that that is just like kind of going to sit there, right? A guitar is just kind of like sit there unless you're like playing it. Mm -hmm. But even then, it's still just kind of hanging out there, you know? And it seems like they kind of single people people out or they really want to just hang out in this little like club with mm-hmm. these people. Um, and I don't know if, you know, that's just kind of like what, like, Oh, a new model. And I did, I did get excited when I saw it. I was like, Oh, is this going to be like 1200 bucks or something? Like mm-hmm. maybe something you could save up your pennies for. And yep. at the end of the year you can run to the store and go and get it. But you know, I mean, I mean, potentially, but it's, so is it, do you think it's like, it's a little off putting that aspect of it. It's like maybe the collector aspect of it. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're refer- referring to? They're like, well, we're going to sell these to collectors and maybe in, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, Reach. it's going to be like this cool piece of Gibson history. Um, I don't know. You know, you're, I, I didn't even think about that, that you're a lot of times they'll have, you know, the, the top of the line, Les Paul, and then they have the studio. Mm-hmm. And, and so far it doesn't seem like that's going to happen with this model. Um, if I saw one at a guitar store, I would pick it up, especially if it was like a guitar store I was comfortable with. Mm. You know, some of them you walk in and you're like, I can't even like look at any of the guitars here. And like, <laughs> the guy's right. watching me, but you know, I would pick one up and play it because it looks really comfortable. And I like when I can, you know, curl up on the recliner with a with a guitar, and that's why strats are really nice. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that looks really comfortable. The headstock is very interesting. Um, I don't it. It's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, someone I heard someone say it looks like a hockey stick. <laughs> yeah, which it kind of does. And it, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how the headstock and the body, like 
there has to be this like beautiful marriage between the two, right? It has to, it has to fit. And, um, you know, with the body, I don't know what headstock I would do differently. I can't really say like at this point. Um, but it just, it just seems like, yeah, there's something different about that combination. Obviously I think it might look kind of cool with a traditional Les Paul headstock, you know, and it would be like, wow, that's like a different, but then people would kind of be like, well, that's traditional, but then the other part's not. And so I just, I think you're kind of in a no win, no win situation there anyways. They're in such a weird, like a little hole that they've kind of been dug in and it, and it's like, I, you know, we say we, but you know, it's just guys trying to, you know, you know, make some guitars and kind of like revive this like iconic brand, you know, because say what you will about Gibson, but all of us like look at those shapes or see those guitars and we're like, there's that second of like, oh, like, look at that thing, you know, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, I guess, but oh, are we? Yeah, we're good. Okay. We're going. Um, But there's that moment of, you know, like, you like the look of that thing. And Mm -hmm. I think they really did it so well, you know, um, I do think on the headstock, like I know they made like a like a shallower one that had more straight string pull. It kind of looked more like a PRS headstock. Mm-hmm. That would probably look actually pretty cool on that. And you know, if there ever is like an Epiphone version of this, like, <laughs> hey, maybe uh, maybe I will be in the market because two P90s is a very versatile setup that you know I I don't seem to run into often enough. But definitely, definitely. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's kind of close out the show here. I think uh, it's been a good a good show, um, and I, I've been like interested in this whole kind of topic of of like the tube shortages and the new Gibson guitar, and and really have had my head down in terms of um, you know I I haven't really like thought about these things as much because we've been just busy working, kind of busy creating products and. And so uh, it's been one of those deals where, yeah, that's really interesting, but I haven't given it that much thought. And honestly, this just sitting here looking at it, I, this is the most thought I've given mm-hmm. to this guitar because of just what's going on and what's on our plates right now. So I feel like, um, I don't know, I just feel like it's been kind of fun to go look at something different. Yeah. Even though it's like, like you mentioned, like probably not going to buy this, but, but to create a conversation and to talk about, you know, what it is and what, what the companies are trying. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that back end of, of stuff anyways, where, oh yeah, well, this is, um, you know, this is a new venture we're we're trying this new thing. And like, they obviously have the, the financial means to, to pull that off, uh, to, to be able to, <laughs> to, to fund something like this, mm-hmm. right. And to try the idea and they're, they're not going to go bankrupt necessarily by trying the idea where, you know, as someone like our case or smaller builders, you know, they don't, they're not going to build a run of a hundred guitars and hope it works out. So um, again, that's the kind of closing out with the, the sympathy part of it. But I, I do feel like as we have created different and unique designs, sometimes they haven't been accepted because they're not a Strat or they're not a Tele. And so some people kind of said, well, that's not this and that's not this. And the, the point is to innovate and create new stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we did with our own guitars. And so I definitely feel good about, um, about like putting something out in the industry that was a little bit different. Yeah. And I think you got to applaud them for giving it a shot because it's easy to just like stay in your comfort zone and just keep cranking out those Les Pauls and, and SGs, you know, so it's cool that they were at least trying something new. So definitely. And, uh, I mean, it kind of, 
this like collector limited edition thing almost causes like that secondhand like scalpers market oh, too no. even you know so <laughs> it's like, like eight thousand dollars i'm then sure already they are twelve thousand dollars yeah and it's some of them are like i don't it's just it's wild to me but you know there's definitely i mean because we all have like about 15 guitars anyway right so mm-hmm. what's one more and you know it's <laughs> when you get a little lp'd out a little sg'd out you can't you're tired of the flying V and the and the telly, which sure. I mean, never. But you know, you can pick up your your Teddy. Yeah, and I guess I guess Teddy the, bear. the brand loyalists that are just diehard Gibson everything will probably really want this. They'll probably want to to pick it up because it's um, it is a Gibson, and they don't want to do anything else. And that's that's totally fine. That's their you know that's their uh, opinion or their like driving force behind it and. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's totally cool. Um, I think probably as we close out here, I just want to mention we do have Tonecast merch. Um, you can go to our website to porterpickups.com and go to the accessories page, accessories apparel, I believe it is. I'm trying to remember lifestyle. something like the <laughs> lifestyle brand, yes. Um, yeah, you can find that at the accessories apparel page. We've got some cool magic mugs for the Tonecast. We've got some Tonecast t-shirts with the logo on them. Um, that you see uh, uh, behind us here. And um, yeah, we've got some really cool, really cool stuff there. It's a good way to support the show. You're taking some time out of our days to uh, to record the show and to keep the content going. And, and we're not gonna we're not gonna sit there and just ask you for money, but it's a good way to kind of support the show and to wear, wear that and create conversations with your guitar playing buddies. So anything else to add as we close out? You know, just uh, thanks for tuning into this hundredth episode, the the centennial, I think, right? Ooh, yes. Is that is that I think what, that's right? The the ten dollar word for for a hundred. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or hundred dollar word for hundred. I don't know. I don't know. We're getting. I'm getting off the beaten path here, but thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we'll uh, catch you on show one hundred and one. Yes, definitely. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>